literal experts in sports. There is nothing they say that is wrong. They cannot be wrong. And you are wrong if you don't agree with them. Awesome. Would it make me just completely just step on my own fucking tongue? What the hell is this crap? It took 16 minutes for Rick to say pull out. All right, here we are. Mr. Rick is back in the house, and all I wanted to say was, fuck you, Preston. Now go ahead. Bring it in, Ryan. That's it? That's all That's all you had to what say? I should have fucked with him. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you should have. Because, I, I mean, come on. Really? What like, that's all, all you had. You sold that like you had something. I know. I, and I literally you. just wanted to tell him, fuck you, before we started this show. Preston did nothing but talk shit for the last... Four hours of my day, and yeah, probably because the most you did stressful. nothing. You did nothing but talk shit to me all week. So you know, it was what, the Rick? most stressful you know what, time Fuck of my life. You, I actually, I was, I. What are you talking about? I was actually excited. You know, I was rooting for the Cowboys at one point. No, you say that, but then you send all these memes and you say all this stuff. So <laughs> I said can, one meme after no, you talked no, no, shit. No, 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 no. All week you've been talking shit. Okay, so let's just let's just preface this since this is all here. Preston has an ex-girlfriend complex with Ryan because when L.A. got the Rams back, Ryan said, I'm going home with my fan- fandom. I'm not going to stick around with my wife and Preston. I am no longer a Cowboys wait, fan, right? Wait, hold on, because you're, you're kind of accurate. When I originally started rooting for the Cowboys, it was said at that particular time I will do this until a team comes back to L.A. Then the Rams came back to L.A. and I left. It wasn't like, well, now a team's back in L.A. I'll think (laughs) about leaving. It was a foregone conclusion. So Preston, though, had many years. Preston Preston was sad because we're close friends and it's nice to root for the same team. And if you if you look at him right now, actually the one that was the odd person out because she was the Panther fan. I actually yeah. have not liked the Rams for a long time. And Rick, if anyone has ex girlfriends that they hate, that would be you. Because you have. I'm many. not a crazy ex girlfriend. You have many. I don't think. See, I never dated girls. anybody. Oh, no, no, no. I've, I have been a one team man my whole life. Thirty. I just realized it's been thirty six, almost thirty seven years. I can list quite a bit of players that he has ex girlfriends with. Like, oh no, no 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 no! You see, you're you're forgetting again. I've never actually cheated on my ladies, the Lakers, the Rams. Any of these teams. I hate those players, but I'm not a scorned ex-girlfriend. You have that scorned no, it's ex-girlfriend basically the, It's the same thing because I've never liked the Rams. I'm waiting for you to like walk around and talk about how small like Ryan's dick is after COVID. Like <laughs> just something like that because you're just so upset the fact that he left. Because I don't really think you hate the Rams that much. I do I hate really the Rams, don't. actually. I can't see why you would hate them more than any other real rival to the Cowboys. No, I don't hate them more than any other rival, but you guys weren't playing a rival. I mean, and I, I like it even more so that you don't like Tom Brady. So that that was even. Right. I actually no, that's not true. <laughs> and I've actually said it on the show. I have reverse co- course on Tom Brady this year. What he's doing at forty four years old is super respectful or respectable. So what do you think, Ryan? No. So here's what I think. Um, just so our listeners are aware of what's happening right now. We're recording this just fresh after uh, the heart attack that the Rams uh, put every uh, Rams fan through for the last hour of that football game. Um, Me and Rick are in a little bit of a recovery state. Rick is handling his differently by eating his... I guess I'm eating my feelings right now. You're eating eating my feelings right now. I'm eating these nuts. It's... uh, uh, let's just okay. So, Preston, you know we're going to talk a lot about the Rams today, right? <laughs> do we? Do we really need yeah. to talk that much about them? I mean, you already got to recap your your Cowboys game, but we didn't even get to talk about the Rams last week, and I wasn't even here for it. But we really, we really didn't go over the Cowboys that much. I don't think we oh, need you, to kill it, it about the Rams. Literally, forty percent of the show was Cowboys, and so, there's only one play. So, so you didn't listen to the show then. So, so here's if we why we're going to talk it. about the Rams. We recorded last Sunday. <laughs> I got to be the lucky one on Monday to yes. go to the wild card game in which the Rams looked like a Super Bowl contending team and beat the shit out of the Cardinals. That, by the way, was one of the coolest sporting events I've ever been to. Playoff atmosphere, 70,000 fans, everybody waving towels around. 
Warren G did the halftime show. So you had like 70,000 people from age 4 to 84 singing Regulators in the stands. I mean, just really cool ambiance. So everybody's hyped for Sunday, especially after, uh, which we'll get more into later, the Packers completely shit the bed last night and uh, allowed for the Rams to have a chance to host the NFC Championship game. All they had to do was beat the GOAT. And man, like three minutes left in the third quarter, it was like, Man, maybe Brady's kind of had enough. And da, well, da, and then let's I, not I forget the first something. half. Wasn't I the one, though, that told you guys that King, I do not like Kingsbury? That team has so much talent, and Murray did not look prepared and did not look good in that Monday night game. So, I don't. So, if we want to talk about the wild card game, we can. Because being there live, and it's not just me, there's lots of other people that were there with me, and we all kind of were confused. Like 69,999. Something like that. <laughs> Kyler. Kyler Murray had several opportunities in that game to scramble and run with plenty of space and opportunity in front of him. I mean, at least get 8 to 10 yards easy a pop. And he's always good about sliding and getting down. He only took, like, a couple of those opportunities. What he would do is, like, he'd get right to the line of scrimmage and just throw some, like, weird shovel pass or bullet. Things that he hasn't done all year. I don't know if he was rattled. I don't know if it was, man, this is playoff football. It can't be all about me. I'm not sure. That was it. Looked kind of like a deer in the headlights thing. I don't think that was a Kingsbury thing. That, I mean, but the, Kingsbury, his team should not have got blown out like that. That that's that's ridiculous that his team got blown out. But I will say, Kyler Murray, he did look like he was not trying to out outrun anyone. Like if he yeah. saw if he saw Aaron Donald, he just went down quick. He didn't even try to even attempt to outrun him. And I think I think Kyler Murray could outrun pretty much any defensive lineman. Oh, for he can outrun yeah. probably about eighty percent of the players in the NFL. That dude is fast. Yeah, um, and he would just give up. I yeah, agree. I, I just, agree. Maybe I, maybe the lights. Maybe the lights got him. I, it was I, the I playoffs. Mean, he did play in the he did play in the college football playoff. So it's not like he hasn't played on a big stage before. But I what I saw that I said, man, that is a guy that is just like that was his first dose of playoff football. I mean, look at Matt Stafford, like. Matt Stafford has looked great in the postseason this year, but his whole mo coming into this postseason was that he's he'll put up numbers in the regular season, but he sucks in the yeah. postseason. Sometimes it takes playoff football is different than the regular season. They they call it a second season for a reason. It's it's just getting there, and then it's a completely different brand of football. I mean, up until the last few years, Brady hasn't even been that statistical monster in a regular season. It's just man, you get Brady into the postseason. Keep the game close, and you're gonna have a chance to win a game. Oh, mm-hmm. you guys can tell me about that right now. Fuck, man! And then, so, well, got, hang on. Yeah. I want to get through Kyler Murray, dude. He was so he was pressured. I think it told it was a ridiculous amount of pressures. Um, something like, uh, oh, man, I think they got to him near near to him thirty times in that game. He threw two picks. He was sacked twice. Like it was, there was a lot of pressure on him, and and just that adding to. The fact that it's it's playoff uh, football, I it, it it really wore him down, and I don't think Kingsbury, as much as I like, he he's a smart coach. Um, I don't think he's prepared for this kind of this kind of football when you're you're getting up into this level where every coach is better than you. Like even when you think you're a great coach, um, you have to have the assumption that there are, there's just a better staff on the other side of the field. Um, Kingsbury Kingsbury just did not look like he was ready to step up for this. That was. What I picked up based on his record, even starting at, at Texas Tech, his teams yeah. generally do very good at the beginning of the season, and then they start to tail off. If you look, they they were going back through his record, and it was ridiculous how many years it was the same thing, not not just yeah. when he was with the Cardinals. And if you look, and I don't know what's up with Kyler because it seems like also that's what he does is he starts out really hot, and then he just starts to kind not want to get yeah, kind of fades away. Yeah, I mean, so Wild Card Weekend was was definitely interesting. Um, that set up the matchups for for this, this weekend, week. and and I think when you have eight teams left, six of the eight, like or three of the four matchups were, I mean, you those are number one matchups. Like people want to see. Period. You had mm-hmm. the uh, the 49ers Packers game was huge, just from the history of those two franchises. Lambo on at night in the snow, eleven degrees outside, right? Like all that ambiance. 
Then you have, not to mention the Aaron Rodgers hates the 49ers things for not picking yeah, him exactly. up in the draft and right all that stuff. Then you start off with today with the Rams, uh, the Rams Bucks game, which is a rematch of, you know, what a lot of people picked. I mean, Preston, you picked the Rams to go Super Bowl, to go to the Super Bowl. I picked the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl. Um, they're you know favorites, yes. right? To have that in the divisional round is huge. Then you have the Chiefs Buffs well, or all of Chiefs these, Bills just, tonight. All of the three games that we've already seen so far right. have been going down to a field goal. Every single one of them went down to a field goal. On the and, last right, play. Yeah, and this game that we're currently recording while it's playing, the, the Buffs and Chiefs. <laughs> Looks like it's headed that road as it, well. Exactly. Did you just yeah. call them the Buffs? I did. They look as so, the same logo. I, I said Buffs and I got him. Go- it's the Buffalo Bills. Buffs I just, uh, just want to – I'm catching up here. So is that their new nickname? Should we start calling that, them the Buffs? That is what we're going to start calling them, Rick. Get I'll tell you board. what the, the does somebody the have a crash with like a lineman or something? Like you so buff. I like no, it. No, so the Chiefs Bills, which is a rematch of the AFC Championship game from last year, uh, is actually taking place right now as we're recording, um, and that game's really close as well. And I, I think I, I feel whoever wins this game is going to the Super Bowl for the AFC. I agree. This is the AFC Championship. There's, um, I don't think there can be an argument about that. I mean, the Bengals are great, but. Uh, Come on, man. I wouldn't Come count on. them out, but I would definitely say that whoever wins this is favored and a high percentage. I mean, so whoever wins this game is is hosting, right? So Buffalo in an AFC championship game, you know, like that place is going to be rocking. Arrowhead, which is already known as one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL, hosting an AFC championship game, the place is going to be rocking. I think either one of these teams is a touchdown favorite over – Cincinnati next week, which in the in AFC I, I Championship game yeah. is huge. Yeah, like, no, I, I could see that. I just am saying it's not – I don't think it's going to be a super blowout. I no, mean, no, I no. I don't be, mean that at all. I, mean, I just mean that I don't think it's – it's not going to be the way that the games have been, you know, probably not this, this weekend, yeah. right? So They're not going to be like cardiac event-inducing because right. we – we need to loop back to the Rams. Right. We, so we, so before we get to the Rams, here. let's get real quick into the games that we probably don't want to talk about that much. Which is, <sighs> Who cares? So you have so the, <laughs> so you have uh, first first game yesterday was uh, Bengals take down the Titans. Uh, so they go to the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1988. Um, so I was three uh, when that happened. By the way, I, I quick, was quick watching question. that and Tannehill blew it at the end, obviously with the interception. But yeah. man, do are their receivers huge? Like Tennessee's you have two huge receivers and you have a big ass running back. Yeah. That team is huge. I um someone needs to take their meds, just yeah. saying. I heard no, that no, beep. Somebody's uh somebody's uh, a watch. A watch went off. I'm looking for it. Uh no, it's yeah. gonna it's one of those alarm for every hour. It's not gonna go off for another hour. All right, so if that goes off again, we've gone long today, guys. Yeah, yeah we know that now. All right. What was your um, question, Rick? Tannehill. Does he does he deserve to continue to be the starting quarterback for Tennessee? One hundred percent, yes. I I think so. Too I think too because I agree. Derrick Henry went down, and he had a lot of his wide receivers even go down, and they were still beating teams. So last, he, so actually last week on the pod, I I I thought Henry got hurt later in the year than he did. I didn't realize it was week eight, so he was mm-hmm. hurt for more than oh. half the season, and they clinched the number one seed in a conference with the Mahomes. Chiefs. And the Bills. Now, granted, they didn't play the same schedule, but the Titans were a playoff team. They last beat year. both of them. Yeah, and beat both of those teams in the regular season. So i I think you I think what hurt the Titans. So the Bengals end up beating the Titans um, in Tennessee on a last second field goal, nineteen sixteen. Mm-hmm. Tennessee played it a was, great game. It was set up by an interception, and I actually don't think the interception was terrible. I don't who I don't remember who he was targeting. But the it the, wasn't it was not um, the guy tipped it up and yeah. then the it other, wasn't one of his two number ones. So that's you, for sure. Which you should never. The guy was covering him too close for you to try to bolt right. the ball in there. So my whole thing watching that game was, I thought Foreman looked really really good during the the, the last part of the regular. He's season. big too. <laughs> and and then it's um, like Nichols, their their other back. They should have done a running back by committee with Henry. Um, a lot of people give the Tennessee that whole they went for two early in the game and they shouldn't have when they had they had that penalty so they got it from the one. I mm-hmm. think that they should have went for two. The analytics are there to, that that play just makes sense. 
But what I don't what I don't agree with is that they score from the three yard line using a wildcat run, in which he basically goes in untouched, and then they line up at the one yard line and then have him touch the ball from seven yards deep, where they know he's handing the ball off. You know what I mean? Like I why not just run the same play? Like they're not gonna fix it in a down. So I think that that play calls a little off. I don't think that stole momentum. Um, Tennessee was all over Joe Burrow. They had nine sacks. Yeah, it was. I mean, usually you get sacked the, nine uh, times in a game, you're not winning. Yeah, that that was like the first the first team to win with. Yeah, like it's their their defense played crazy good. Second team, second team, second team to win with getting giving up nine sacks. Yeah, yeah. So still, like it's very rare. the The Bengals had had the re- like the Titans had the recipe of winning that game. The problem was is that the Bengals stepped up when they needed to step up, and they just made more plays when it counted. You know, Joe Burrow got beat up all day. And stayed cool in the fourth quarter and was able to, you know, put together that drive that 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 uh, had him go up 16-9. And then that field goal. How about that rookie kicker? I mean, he, first off, he's the only yeah. kicker drafted last year. And before he even walks out on the field, he tells Joe Burrow, like, feels like we're about to win this game. And just walks out. Like, I mean, that's that's swagger. Like, I'll, I'll take that. That's so, cool that they – so they all have it. Yeah. They, get it, they obviously feed off Joe. And they better start – Drafting some linemen or doing something with the line and protect right. him. Because otherwise it's going to be an Andrew Luck story. And I think that that's the reason why I don't really give them as much of a chance in the championship game. Is because, they're getting, let, they're at, let's say Buff- if Buffalo gets through, Buffalo's front seven is nasty. A lot nastier than Tennessee's. And that I don't see him surviving another game of getting hit that many times. And what Kansas City is the same way. Rick, do you, do you think Tannehill should be there? you think they should move on absolutely he should be there i think he's earned it um i think there's a lot of chatter about him leaving though um, that started after they lost the game last night so um, what i mean i i think that what he did in the regular season was great i do think there's a discussion there though that when it comes to the playoffs Tannehill might not be everything you need he's a great regular season quarterback but uh i don't know i, I think he's earned the right at least for another year as long as he has weapons around him, right? Which he does. He has AJ Brown is amazing. That dude. I mean, he AJ Brown's incredible and not talked about enough. Yeah, and then and then you have Julio Jones on the other side. That's not even their number one. He just has to be the number two. Yep. And and then obviously Derrick Henry. So he just hands them off. But it looks like they were doing pretty good even with the running back committee. So hopefully they'll be able to next year not just rely on Henry and they can extend his life. I still think it was a super impressive run that they made it all the way through the regular season without somebody that they really needed uh, with it without their number one. I mean, like the best running back in the league, he's out and you were still able to capture the number one seed. Like that's still something impressive. Yeah. That's the equivalent of the Rams doing that without Cooper cup for half the season. Yeah, exactly. Like, can you imagine? I, I just, it's nuts, man. Yeah. I mean, we did have to do it without Robert Woods. Imagine right. what this you team would have been like. The Rams yeah. or you want to go no, look, so real quick, let's, no, no, let's we, go. We've got the Packers. We got to do Packers Niners. So Packers Niners. Um, we, ooh, were talking, we were talking okay. before the game, by the way. So hold I. on. Okay. I, I have to give you guys a little backstory. It's a personal story of mine, and I think it it relates. And I don't want to have to talk about this again when we're done recording. Is this an so Albert I'm just going to get this again? one out. So my wife is a diehard Packers fan. This house is divided. And it is a giant pain in my ass. Um, up until this year, it wasn't too bad because I'd root for the Packers as long as they weren't playing the Rams because I really loved Aaron Rodgers. And then the way he acted this year, and it wasn't the shit, the, the, the vaccine shit or any of that shit. It's just the smugness that he, the way he treated the offseason and uh, the way he, his attitude, it just, it rubbed me. And I'm done with him. I'm legit done with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't fucking, I, I prefer Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers now. That's where I'm at. So when it came time for them to play this week, and I knew if Rodgers won that the Rams, if they beat the Bucs today, they were going to wind up in fucking zero-degree weather at Lambeau. Or if the, the Niners win, they wind up in L.A., right? Um, I knew this. So obviously I'm rooting for San Francisco to win last night during this game. My wife doesn't know this. She sees me sending a text after one really good play by San Francisco <laughs> early in the game. <laughs> and she said, who are you texting? And uh, your listener of our show, Albert, 
is a diehard Niners fan. Guest last the, week, Albert. Yeah, guest, guest or two weeks ago. Week. Two weeks ago, yeah. So yeah. for the first time in the history of our friendship, we're both rooting for the Niners. And it has never happened. So it was it was an interesting conversation because we're both like, fuck yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, all right, but just for this game, right? So Rachel, she asked what, what I'm doing. I explained to her, and she does not talk to me for the rest of the game. Legitimately <laughs> pissed off at me until the end because I didn't say anything the whole game. I wasn't telling her, like, yeah, I wasn't rooting or anything like that. I was quietly just accepting it. And she finally had to know, why would you turn on my Packers like this, especially for the Niners? And I explained, look, it's Aaron Rodgers. She's like, well, he's not the whole team. I'm like, well, well, he's on the team. So fuck him. And the biggest thing is my Rams either wind up in Lambeau or at home in L.A. Like, that's what matters to me. So I am only rooting for the Niners because I want to be in L.A. And I am still terrified of the Niners. What happens at the very end of the game, they win by the field goal. As soon as the field goal hits the uprights, I shit you not, it was timed. I actually have a timestamp of it, and I, I matched it up. Uh, Albert got a text that said, fuck the Niners. I can't wait to fucking destroy you next week. That was it. So I, he got my fandom up until they won the game and it was over. That was it. All right, and now so, I am uh, right back to hating them. So there's the wrap up of the uh, Packers Niners game. Uh, they won. Ni- Niners win <laughs> on a field goal at the end. Um, no, because of the, the Niners won with terrible. the, the pack. So here's, what's crazy. And I'll this Rick, you weren't there. Preston's over mm-hmm. at the house. We had finished our youth basketball Saturday. And uh, we're sitting there, and Preston points out that on another podcast, they were talking about the like the efficiency of special teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like the analytic of special teams. And they're like, there's the Packers would have been the worst team in the history of the NFL, or at least in the history of keeping this stat, of making the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl, by far, like the closest it would be, like was like you said it was like a ne- like a, was like chief. a one or a two, yeah. And then they were like, like the Packers n- were like negative six. They like were, they have bad. the worst special teams like in the history of football. And Jesus. as soon as he's like within two minutes of him talking about that, the Packers field goal gets blocked, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm telling you." So then, then there's later on in the game where the punt gets blocked and it gets returned for a touchdown, and he's just sitting yeah. there. He's like. It's not special teams, man. They're terrible. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, so the game's over. You know, Aaron Rodgers looks as as a non-packer as you possibly can be in that moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, like he's gone, and which probably means he's going to be there because I think he's gone, and I thought he was gone before the season started. So, you know, whatever. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, this dude, like Garoppolo played like shit. They they held the Niners to they weren't having any big plays, and they didn't give up any fucking defensive touchdowns, and they fucking lost. Like yeah, that is that is a hard way to go out to lose thirteen to ten at home, in all the elements that you want your home field advantage to provide. Like we play in this shit for half the year, yeah, and you don't you can't get that victory. When you when your defense shuts out the other team like that, yeah. or I mean, minus a field goal yeah. or a couple field goals, like, but no touchdowns, like, fuck, bro, that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. And this was basically the year that the Packers needed to win because they're in cap hell next year. And yeah, like I think Adams and Rogers are both probably because because well, Rogers, Adams is a free agent, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, they could franchise him, but I doubt it unless Rogers is back. That's the only way I think that Adams comes back. And I think Rodgers was like, I'm not coming back if you guys are going to rebuild because I don't want to. Yeah, he, did. he was very clear about that. So so that brings us to high noon today. Rams, Bucks, <laughs> and Tampa Bay, which as Rams fans, Rick and I both felt that we lucked out with what happened with the Cowboys and the 49ers last week. Yeah. With the Cowboys losing, keeps us out of Lambeau yep. and allowed us to go play in nice bright and sunny Tampa Bay and, and against a team that's hurt against a team that was down uh two what two wide receivers two wide receivers one and offensive, one offensive lineman one offensive lineman but a, the offensive lineman that's normally responsible for Aaron Donald yeah and um the their, riding, their running the, back came back and I will say obviously Fournette looked good but he still can't like 
Yeah, he can't do everything. And they're down Jones. Yeah. They do so, use him as well. The right. running back. Right. And so you have all the... The writing was on the wall. The The Rams had already won a game this year. Granted, it was at home. The score was a lot closer than that game was. The Rams dominated the Bucks in that game. They might have won by 10, but it was not as close as the score said. Right. And to, you know, you take the home field advantage out, maybe that's three more points. And then the first half of this game, the Rams literally just put a beat down on the Bucks. Just pretty similar to what they did to Arizona on Monday night, which is crazy because the Rams are the first team in NFL history to be playing their second round playoff game on a short week because yeah. they played on, on Monday. Monday. So to to get to that point and and it was three minutes and thirty eight seconds left in the third quarter. And the Rams were up twenty seven to three. And not a damn Rams fan in the world felt safe. I, I was just going to ask, how confident were you guys? Zero. We were the, not. The house You I, saw my text. I was texting you, right? Yeah. The house, and, then, and what did I say? This is, game is not over. The house <laughs> I was at, they were talking about like, oh, man, that's dope. You get to go to the game. Like, you you know, you guys are hosting next week. That's You guys get to play three out of four games at your home stadium, and you're the five seed in the, in the playoffs. And I'm like, hold the phone. Like, it was twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl, and it was past this point. You just can never count no. out Brady. And and here's the thing, I don't, I don't want to say I'm taking it away from Brady, because Brady definitely got his shit together towards the end of the game, but the stuff that had to happen, right? Like I don't know if that's a Brady thing or if this kind of goes back to like how it was in Denver with the Tebow mania, where it was like, man, like Tebow played like shit. But it's maybe it's just that energy that's on the sideline where it's like the clock does not say it's over, so we have a chance. I think it's because the defense is on the field and they that defense really is what kept them in that game and and made it so that they even had a chance at the end. And I think they just have the belief that hey, if we do if we do a couple if we get a couple turnovers, we have Brady on our side and he he's done he's he's been in this before. Yeah. It doesn't even really before matter if it's Brady though. To three. So Arians I, has always been really good at that. Like that's that's something that Arians has always pushed. Like as long as there's time on the clock, we have a shot at this. And he's he's been very hard on that his whole career. So that that's that's kudos to Arians, honestly. I I it's it's man, just that, I was it's that confidence bad. though. It's the confidence that hey, if we do this, you know, then if we basically just give it all out on the field, even though that we're losing, we still have a chance at this because we have a guy that has already done it before. So so going, let's setting the stage. So it's 27 to three, the Rams start falling apart, right? They had one first half turnover. That was a freak bang, bang play that, you know, 20 years ago, it's not a fumble, but because of replay and the fraction of second that there was before Cam Akers helmet hit the ground, it was a fumble, right? Which has been Aker's problem since he has been in the league is fumbling the football. And it definitely showed today. So that's his that was his number one thing, right? So they have one turnover in the first half. Stafford looks great. The running game looks good, which is usually hard to do. The Bucks have the best run defense in football. And here come the Bucks slowly start coming back. And then it was like the Rams got the spell of we forgot how the fuck to play football. The fucking center snaps the ball like 30 yards past Stafford in the middle of a, of a count. Like he wasn't even like they're on a silent count and he just chucks it. So we have that fumble. Then there's the uh, Cooper the Cup way, that, that who fumble, never fucking fumbles the ball. That fumble, the the snap fumble was right after Von Miller strips. We got a strip sack. Yeah, so and, it was yeah. like right in play. I, the next play. I was like, ooh, that. That could that could be it, right? Like right there, and then the very next play, yeah. I was like, "Wow!" Cooper Cup before the snap fumble, he had he had caught a ball on the sideline, and I mean there was three yards of space, and the ball's on his outside hand, and he fumbled it, and it somehow stays in bounds, and the Bucks recover, and then uh, and then as the Bucks are coming back, it's tied, um, right? It was 27-27 at that point. Oh no! It was twenty-seven yeah. twenty. Well, okay, twenty-seven so twenty, wanna... and we're moving. We need to move the ball. And Acres fumbles on like the thirty-yard line, and gives Brady the ball back down seven with with, with like plenty two, of time on the clock. Minutes. It was, like and he had to go twenty yards to get the two, ball into the end. Yeah. yeah. So I want to point out something on Brady's stats too. 
When we went into halftime, Brady had 27 passing yards. He finished the day with 329. I don't think that's right. I saw the stat in the game that said that he had 150 at at half. I he had 27 or 127. Maybe it was 127. Either it way, that fucker threw for 200 yards. Well, yeah. Once half. you're down 27 to three, you're not running the ball anymore. I mean, and he, oh, already, he he ran it for zero yards. He threw. <laughs> he, he threw for more yards and touchdowns than any other quarterback in the NFL this year. It was uh, it was insane, man. Oh, what I, it's crazy because this game, I was so upset, and all year long the mo is when we lose a game, we can easily point it back to, and, and as much as I like him, we can easily come back to Stafford and his play, right? His dumb decisions. There Stafford were none of those his, today. He did not. He didn't throw a single interception. He threw perfect balls, except for maybe a couple. They got tipped, so they weren't really in in, in his you know response accountability, but. He had a, a very, very solid game, and somehow we damn near lost this on turnovers and, and stupid plays. Yeah, so... And Cup, yeah, when was the last time you remember Cooper Cup having a fumble? Like, realistically, because I'm, saying, I'm like, trying to it's remember. Been a, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, it, just freak plays. But, so, the the Bucks, as Brady will always do, tie the game up 27-27. And the Rams have 40 seconds. Yeah. They have 45. 40 seconds and one timeout. Mm-hmm. And They're the first play that they out. they go five wide, and the first play, Stafford, they do, something happens on the line, and Stafford freaks out and goes to run, almost fumbles the ball himself, and we have to burn our last timeout. And then the Bucks, in thank goodness to the Lord above, <laughs> go full retard and go, we're going to send the house... <laughs> Preston, you just you just triggered Preston. <laughs> they they're gonna That's... they send the house two plays in a row and leave Cooper Cup open in the middle of the field, and the Rams go seventy yards or sixty yards in two plays and kick a field goal and win the game. That's money to the uh, Special Olympics, by the way. Just yeah, just he's making know. a donation. I think it goes to Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I just it uh... doesn't matter. It's going to the Special Olympics. <laughs> I, I'll, so I'll tell them to their face that was dumb. That was absolutely dumb. Why do you? That's the best wide receiver. Why do you leave him? Like you have forty seconds and no timeout. This isn't college. If even if you get a first down, that clock still. Look at what happened to Dallas. He had two of those plays, didn't he? In he a row, a t- two plays in a well, row. No, not even. I'm oh, saying the cup, big touchdown. Yeah, he had a touchdown. That, that was they, just blown coverage again. And it, yes, but that should be. That's the person that you should not leave open. It doesn't matter who it is. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The the Bucks. Cooper Cup had like nine catches for like 190 yards today. Like that's inexcusable. Like day one in preparation for the Rams, it's like somebody has a blue shirt on that's number 10, and it's like this dude's never by himself, ever. I'll I'll have to say that watching this game, I did not have that much faith in Brady at 27-3, even though I watched the Super Bowl that he came back. And then texting with Rick and just – talking trash even though I wasn't even sure if he was going to come back and just seeing it happen. I wish that I was actually at Rick's house watching it. You're not allowed at my house during Rams games like th- that are important. You know I wish that. I was at Rick's house right now so I can go outside on his balcony and find out what drunk bastard is on his quad that's in the back. That I'm pretty sure he just went by at about 180 miles an hour. Holy shit. It's so crazy. I can see it. All I see is this like trail. I see these lights and it looks like it's getting ready to drive into your fucking backyard. And then he just like hauls off and turns to the fucking left. It was what the hell? For our our listeners. Yes, I'm I'm recording up at my studio upstairs. I have a little balcony and now it just faces a big desert behind me. Soon to be the Solano uh, range of golf ball driving. (laughs) Sooner or later, Rick Golf is going to open up. Yes. I, I think Rick might have uh, pissed his wife off too much, yeah. though, with that. You've heard of top right, golf? So this is bottom golf. My wife was, I, I, getting back to this, she was legit mad at me for the rest of the night. I could not get her to get over it. I'm like, look, just think about it. Aaron Rodgers is gone. I'm right back on your side. Don't worry. I got your back. And uh, nothing. I was like, hey, what if Russell Wilson comes? And she, like, loses her shit even more. Like, oh, don't tell me that. I'm like, dude. That's my prediction. You're going to get Russell Wilson. Russell so Wilson game, is not coming to the Packers. He'll be the Saint. Imagine him. He's going to be a Saint. Um, mm, I'd love him. I love him on the Packers. So it's though. funny that you say that Packers fans are having a hard time losing that game going back to the Packers. Because real quick, the house that I was at today watching the Rams game 
their yeah. next door neighbor has like that, you know, the address thing on the curb. And it's yeah. like a big like Packers thing. So I go into the house and I'm like, dude, like how did you hear any like screams or gunshots or anything coming from your neighbor's house last night? And he's like, no. He's like, why? And I'm like, he's got a Packers thing. He's like, that's why he's taking his Christmas lights down. He's like, he's had them up this whole time. And today was the day that he took it. <laughs> <laughs> got to find something to occupy the mind. <laughs> so I was like, man, like, so hearing that stuff about Rachel, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So they really- I, I, it's crazy. We we were all texting throughout the uh, the game. And Preston was doing his best to try and troll me oh, specifically. He did, he did a really good job. Yeah, he, really he was trying. It was fun. It was fun because I knew that I could just throw a couple back at him. Like there was at one point he was we, somebody was talking about Romo being like you know a great commentator. I'm like he's absolutely the best in 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 commentating now. I I love him. Um, and then and then I was like, yeah, he's probably also like the greatest Dallas quarterback of all time. And Preston is crickets. He was not happy about this. Our our buddy Greg from no. Take Warning. I He's just like, didn't care. Uh, I don't care what, what you about think. Aikman? <laughs> I don't, uh, what about Aikman? I don't really And I was care. like, oh, yeah, 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 the broadcaster, which I know then put him into the next one. I can tell when I get Preston because he tries even harder. <laughs> That's well, what he was you doing. You know it got bad because the take warning guys from the other podcast were like, all right, I think we've given Rick enough trouble, like, and we really don't want him <laughs> to kill himself. So, And the only so, person that – and then Preston's like, Fuck that shit. (laughs) So I will point out, I was sitting, I just sat in the living room the whole game. I shit you not. I was quiet. Rachel's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just, just watching the game. Let's see what happens, man. And I wasn't, I didn't make any noises. I wasn't yelling. I wasn't cheering when they made big moves, you know, big plays, nothing. I wasn't animated. I was just trying to watch the game. It wasn't until Cam Akers final fumble and (laughs) at the 30 yard line that I actually lost it. I, uh, Did you golf club your phone? I, I just I just launched it. I threw it so, you, so fucking hard. So you golf club it turned your phone. itself off. Like it literally. I was like, I think I just broke my phone. I can't get it to turn on. So like I had to dick with it for like twenty minutes to get it to turn back on because I I threw my phone and then at this point now I'm doing the pacing and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Like this is the worst thing. And then Cooper Cup's wide open and we get sixty yards down the field. And I'm like, oh, my God, but Matt Gale lost like a 48-yard or he missed a 48-yarder earlier. So, like, everything's just a panic. So, I actually literally had to meditate before the what, show. Guys. What about the Fournette touchdown? Because Akers fumbled and then Fournette got a touchdown. Oh, yeah, running off? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sure. Reader, Reader blew that, man. Like, that was so wide open for him. Uh, I, you know, it is what it is. Either way, um, Preston, you didn't get to me. The only thing that gets to me is the Rams. I like, disagree with you. Who gets to me. I disagree. I went and dropped off Rick's goodies from when I went to the Rams game on Monday on the way over here. And he came down the stairs and it looked like he had possibly been sleeping for the last four and a half months. <laughs> he yeah, looked that's what it felt like. He was dead. Like Rachel's like all like, ha, ah, like la 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 la. <laughs> and then Rick's like, Hey man, how's it going? I'm like, good. I just brought I, I stuff. can't. I He's can't like, are we doing this like? Enough. Are we doing this like right now? I'm like, yeah, we're gonna go. Like, we're gonna go record. I'm like, <laughs> okay. What'd you bring me? Oh, is this my stuff? Cool. And he's like, I mean, no energy at no. all. I I literally I like, we need to do this it. quick because he's gonna crack. Like, this is the <laughs> adrenaline high after a win. Like two hours from now, Rick is gonna pass out until Thursday. I had I, everything built up. It was crazy because usually it goes throughout the whole game and I'm like excited and, you know, whatever. It all built up to the last minute of that game. And and, and it was just like I just ejaculated all of it all over myself. <laughs> and here I am, like at the end of this, just trying to relax. Like I can't I don't even know how to tell you. Like I, I was beyond and it, I'm telling you, I it, the, the shit talking doesn't do it. It's the Rams and the fumbles and the bullshit. That the Rams do every fucking time we're in an important situation, and I've dealt with this for 36 fucking years. God damn it. I love them so much, so, though. Full retard the, doesn't get a laugh, but ejaculation, everybody just falls over. <laughs> That's good. Nice. The, nice. It, it's always the sports team, though. Like, the Cowboys do it, but then it it still is annoying that everybody just, like, because it's not just from you guys. I get it at work, and all that. It, it adds to it. Like you I, can I mean, say I all you, you want, say. Rick, but it definitely would be a lot easier if you're just watching the game and you're not having someone 
talk shit to you. Oh, full disclosure, you guys are lucky that you're here in a pod this week because we were <laughs> real close to like I was texting early in the third quarter, like or if they fucking lose this shit, there's no I'm not recording. I was not going to record tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. This is too too much for me. That wouldn't happen. But no, the, amazing, the text messages man. are actually really good because they they keep me distracted. So <laughs> I like the shit such, talking. I, don't, I, I mean, babies. try and say whatever you want, but I'm telling you, unless you're in my see, the only thing that really can get me get me is if you're in my house hating on the Rams during a Rams game. That's the only time it really gets to me. Which is so that's why, why he, you're not welcome why here. He invites I'm Albert so, over. Yeah, exactly. I, he he says that I'm not welcome. Yet he invites the 49ers fan for the 49ers. Yeah, because he roots for the Rams. He doesn't root for the Rams. He totally roots for the Rams as long as they're not playing for the Niners. Yeah, but that's the game that you invite him over. <laughs> no, that one was different. That was a rivalry game, though. Oh, he bought the God. stakes. Whatever. All right, so <laughs> so NFC Championship matchup is set. Rams versus Niners at SoFi. God damn it. Do, do the Rams even have – I mean, yes, they have a chance, but like – as a fan, are you? I mean, I'm already worried. Like, I don't think the Rams have beat Shanahan since McVay's the coach. No, he's o o and six or I seven. I think he's o and seven now. Yeah, he's o and seven, and he broke the streak that uh, McVay had carried the entire the entirety of his career, head coaching career. That if we we're uh, he was up at what, half forty nine and o forty nine or fifty and o yeah. So we we are. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm already fucked, dude. I'm already puckering about next week. Um, we're, we're fucked. So I think is Preston's the only one left that has his Super Bowl prediction. No, Rick, no, mine's, Rick mine's picked there. the same thing as me. Yeah, I went Bills. I was doing the same thing. Bills Rams. Oh, okay. Because unlike sure. Preston, unlike Preston, I didn't do it to try and like jinx someone's team. I actually expected that my Rams were going to be decent enough to make it. And I love the Bills. I didn't so. think that the. I mean, I wouldn't have picked someone if I thought that they. I didn't think they had the. The possibility of making it. The Rams have a really good defense, and they had Stafford, and they have. I mean, I definitely thought that there was a possibility they were going. I was just hoping that it would have jinxed, jinxed you. Yeah, I did not <laughs> pick the Rams because we of obvious reasons of uh, evidence on this podcast. But I, uh, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs. I would still think the Chiefs are the favorite, and I think that they just. Field goal. The the experience of being there the last couple of years, I just you know until somebody kind of kicks them off, I, they're they're there. I agree. Josh Allen definitely has been playing amazing in these playoffs, though. So we'll see. Yeah, because and could, that he worries me. Yeah, Buffalo looks really good right now. Like they well, they and- are not a team that any the same way that the, the I mean, granted they're different situations, but the Bills and the Niners are rolling right now. Like they are hitting. That stride of, you know, like kind of the way the Giants were in those years that they beat the Pats. You know, they may not have been the best team in the league that year, but they hit their stride at the right time. And when that happens, you you, you become one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team. So next week should be uh, should be interesting. I still think it's crazy that the Rams is the five seed in the NFC. Five out of seven. No, four. We're four seed. Four seed as seven, right? Four yeah, seed. San Francisco was five. The 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 no, lowest Arizona division winner. Five. So the lowest oh, division yeah. winner to they have a chance of playing, including the Super Bowl, three games at their at their yeah, home that's, site. That's pretty crazy. So um, just, could, I mean, both four seeds could make it. I mean, technically. Yeah, and if the Bills if the Bills win tonight, both ones and twos are all out. Yeah, like which is. I don't think that's pretty rare in the end. Of, in the so NFL. everybody's going to be listening to this, to this on Wednesday. Just say, so you know, we're in the third quarter of the Bills game right now. And, uh, well, I should say the Chiefs game. They're at home. But the Chiefs are up uh, by three, 17-14, while we're talking. We're so still it's going to be different. Is it still at half? No. No, we, no, no, no it's third quarter. I don't know why it's not playing. Yeah, it's five minutes left in the uh, third just quarter. decided to put on highlights of, no, of the Rams the, to just not give working. me a heart nice. attack again. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> I, I did want to see that, you know. No, the our, our our app's just not working. Inducing the trauma is what they would what they would say. Yeah, um, it's been a, it was an exciting weekend. I would say that last weekend's games just were not overall not that good. Um, this weekend, <laughs> I I I think that every game has been really decent. Um, I think the reason why last weekend though is because when you add that extra game 
you get some teams that probably shouldn't be in the playoffs. The Eagles. Philadelphia. And, yeah. And the Steelers should not have been in the playoffs. I agree. Sorry, the state of Pennsylvania, if we have any listeners you know, there. Because it's, it's crazy, though, because on, on one hand, you don't want the seven teams. But then on the other hand, if the Chargers had made it in, they probably, it, depending on who they would have played. I know, but it just it just doesn't sound good when you're like, these playoffs have been amazing, except for the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like, they didn't deserve to be there. It was, uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know. It, Arizona. This week has been really down, good. So. Yeah. It, Arizona was a huge letdown. Like, that was that was garbage man but that also i mean talk about a historical defensive performance too like Mm -hmm. it was halfway through the second quarter and arizona had negative total yards like that's i i mean i don't think jacksonville was ever in that situation this year and they were awful like that was just the rams they talk about the rams every week it's like on paper it looks like they you know they should destroy like on madden they're super fun to play with because it's just they have superstars all over the place on Monday was when that came together. For the, It looked like the first time all year that they kind of started getting there. So maybe the Rams are one of those teams too, outside of whatever the fuck happened in that third quarter today. Um, maybe they're kind of starting to roll a little bit. Because well, Von, hold... Miller, Von Miller looks yeah. completely different now than he did two weeks ago. What do you have, like Five sacks in the last six games. Five, or seven games. Five sacks. Well, in the he last had four six. today. Four tackles today in a sack. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's six in the last seven. Six, and and yeah. one of them was a strip sack. Right. And today, and what they have continued to do is they're not putting them on the same side. So you can't double on two sides of the line. So you can only pick one. And they're like, whoever's not doubled, you beat your man. And Floyd is just sitting there like. I get, yeah. I get I get all the leftovers. So yeah, the Rams defense right now looks good. The only thing that's that's worrying me You guys are letting teams back in the game. The secondary is is busted up right now. Like hopefully by next week Taylor Rapp's back, maybe Fuller. Um I will but Weddle did good. He's he was He did, bad. but let's let he also that call on Evans, like that might have been the weirdest penalty in the history <laughs> of football. Because first off if he's a college football player, he's kicked out of the damn game. Like, 100%. He's gone. And then it's a personal foul, but it's a dead ball, which they called it a dead ball personal foul, and the ball hadn't even hit the ground yet. Like, Do you think uh, this is the new thing to hate the Rams for? So that we can no, move on from this, the... Uh... <laughs> this, is not the new, this is not New Orleans 2.0. Oh, that, okay, I, okay. As a Rams fan, I will be the first to admit that that absolutely was probably the worst blown call in the history of football. That was the worst call I've ever I've seen. I've never yeah. seen like there was no excuse there was no argument that you could you're, have said. You're talking about the the New Orleans game. You're not We're, talking about yeah, the correct. one on Weddle cuz I thought no. the one on Weddle was called correctly. No, it yeah, was, no, that was, no, that was the, great. The, the, yeah. the penalty on Weddle should have happened. Yeah. I just don't think they should have called it a dead ball penalty. That ball hadn't hit the ground yet. Like No, it did. No, it didn't. I, when I he hit it. him, that ball was in the air. But I mean, they I'm, called I'm, it a dead ball penalty, so by rule, they just had a 15-yard penalty on the one-yard line, so it ends up being you lose a, a foot and a half, and you get the me, ball. Excuse me, sir. The Walmart Plus 4K cam <laughs> during the game, <laughs> it gave us, it showed us that four-tenths of a second before Weddle made the hit, the ball was touching I, the ground. I will say, and I'm not a Rams fan, I think that was called correctly. I think that it was a dead ball, and then he hit him. I, so... I'm just saying that was just a weird. It, it was a weird. It like, because here's the thing: if Evans is knocked out from that hit, which it looked very well like that could have happened, right? If Weddle or if if Mike Evans is knocked out from that hit, and the penalty for the Rams was a foot and a half, and that's it, like that's what I mean. Like it was just a weird situational. But you can't you can't really do penalties based on what happened. That's I mean, if you guys are done with football with this, we can transition into basketball with the Grayson Allen thing. Uh, we don't have much time. We do. We have, we have, we're, we're, we're already like uh, 49 minutes in. We're 49. We're good. No, but I mean, Is there enough time for basketball? So do you, There's I mean, never penalty, enough time I'm with just Preston saying, basketball. Though, like, He's penal- watching basketball on his phone right now. <laughs> Jesus. Should, Is he really? Yeah. I'll should, show you. Uh, should penalties really be based oh, on Christ. what happens to the, to the person, though? Like... 
If so, do you think it should have been called differently if Evans would have been knocked out? Let's say, like, I just don't think that that's no, it... no. You have to play it to the penalty. I think by the Not letter the of the law, you're right. I just think that it was just the timing of the penalty, and I think when that happened, everybody, including Rams fans, were like, "Shit, fourth down," and we just gave him a first and goal on the one yard, or you know, we just gave him new life. Right. And then they're like, well, by rule, it was fourth down, the play was over, and it's 15 yards or half the distance. And we're like, sweet. So we went from committing a penalty that meant absolutely nothing and when it could have been, like, devastating yeah. to the team. So just a weird penalty. Um, crazy Rick, football. But, yeah, let's – Play the transition, Rick. Okay. I, I just want to point out that uh, Honey Badger went out with a concussion. Uh, where's my transition? Hang on a second. Okay, go, go, Ryan. That is not a transition. That is not. That is not a transition. What are you talking about? The, the stuffies are clapping. That's what's happening. That seriously sounds like. That sounds like the rain machine that you would try and get to go to sleep it in the middle of the night like with a cheap little speaker. Clapping. Knock it it off. Sound, it sounds horrible. Give me a second, and I will give you your. Oh, proper. <laughs> nope, that's not it either. <laughs> All right, I like Rick, that one fine. too. That's a good little rim shot. <laughs> there you go. Happy found it. Oh, if we do Jesus. it together at the same time, it sounds good. I kind of like that. Yeah, you send me that drum. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm going to put that together. <laughs> Preston's yes. going to be so mad. <laughs> yes. Um, so the, the injury that I was talking about was the Grayson Allen flagrant foul on Caruso. I know you he saw got a, it, right, he got Rick? A jack- yeah, because yeah, it's the GOAT. Of course well, I care. Yeah, but yeah, because Caruso now is out for six to eight weeks with a broken <laughs> wrist. Yeah. And... Allen only got suspended for one game. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that it was a super hard foul watching it. I just think it was his reaction like in the huddle like we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, him laughing in the huddle while that shit was going on is a fucking problem to me. And priors. And because and we, it, what brought that conversation up yesterday, Preston, was going back to the game that happened on Monday with the Rams where Cam Akers trucked you know, Buda Baker. And that's the first time in all the football I've ever watched that a ball carrier knocked out a defender. Like he put him to sleep and Baker's didn't and, know and though. Akers got up, talk shit. And then immediately was like, my bad. But in that time of like during that part of the game, cause that, that shut the game down for almost 10 minutes. Like the entire Arizona sideline came out to basically confront Akers. Right. If you're the Bulls and Caruso goes down like that, and that dude's laughing in the fucking huddle, like, I get the NBA because of the whole, like, anti-thug movement and they're not allowed to leave the bench and stuff. Man, like, that dude's got to have some kind of a fucking target on his back right he now. He probably does. Next time they play, which I don't, I guess we should have looked that up, he, he probably does have a target. Why do you think it will only be that team, too? Like, if I see that across the league. Yeah, 100 I said I'm the same thing to Preston yesterday. Allen. I yeah. said the same thing to Preston yesterday. I'm like, you have to be and like you have to be dumb to be a white guy in the NBA acting like that. Like, because there's a lot of homies in that league <laughs> that I mean, may I, not be on the same roster. It's just that, dumb to be, act like that at all. But like, he did it at Duke too. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. I mean, to me, that's the shit. Like, that's a player that needs to get kicked out of the fucking league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you can kick him out. There, there have been a lot of people that are uh, dirty players over the years that that have not been. I mean, I know that it's a little bit different, and now they're calling it a heck of a lot different than they used to. That's like a 1980s foul, and there have been way worse fouls than that. Right. So I, I just don't. I don't think they'll. They're going to kick him out. I do think that he's probably going to get his eventually, but. Um. Some. I mean, some of the other stuff that I saw really quickly over the NBA this week. Oh was my god. The Joker had a 49 point triple double. That has to be one of the, it's got to be rarely ever that a center is going to get 49 points 14. Was that the Clipper game? Assists. Yes. Yeah, I watched that game. It was insane. You know, funny story about the Clippers. Rick once went to a Clippers game. <laughs> let's, and he let's... wasn't even trying to go. He just went to a Kings game <laughs> and they just had tickets available. 
And uh, it was when the hatred of Kawhi Leonard started because he decided to have uh, rest that day. Yeah, he he went for his yeah. load management, but uh, PG put up fifty three points. So yeah. either way, I really do like watching this Clippers team without those two guys. I mean, I love <laughs> Paul George, but they're a fun team to watch. And the fact that they even put them in, you know, took them into overtime, that was a really good game. And Joker, holy shit! That last like, pass that he had, the one hand oh across God. the court was yeah. just to get, yeah. It was a great game. I, I was so happy that I actually decided to watch some basketball that wasn't the, the Warriors. The other another game that I actually watched and I liked watching basketball wise was the Pacers and Warriors. Even though the Pacers are that they, they haven't really had that great of a season, they took it to overtime and, yeah. and actually beat them. And you know, Clay looks like he's moving great, but he's just his shots are just not falling right now. And I'm sure Dude, that's I mean come. two years off. Yeah. I mean, come on. And Curry, I think, because he's just not—he's just not hitting his shots like he used to. Like he hits a lot of shots, but he's—he's only—he's still only shooting up just under forty percent. Hit his first buzzer beater this week. Uh, it's definitely a play. It—it's it, kind of like he's just been through a little bit of a slump since he hit that. Uh, since he got to the four hundred or the the most three pointers in career. I think you've said that on this show for the last five shows. No, <laughs> Ryan only said it one time. Well, the only streak of things being said on the show is your Clippers game. <laughs> yes, and I did I, not bring it up. I'm, also, Ryan, do you I'm, remember last year when you struck out? <laughs> that, 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 sure. that streak ended a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. but maybe we should come back can, to it. We need to bring that one back. So, yeah, Ryan, there was this time where you came onto this show early on, and you said you've never even whiffed at a ball. You were so good. And then what happened two weeks later? I don't remember. Can you tell me? Well, no, last week you talked about it on the show, so I, I just thought maybe you'd remember. But I, uh, you can't... The audience doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> they don't want to hear it. They're just getting loud. It's third down. Twice! Twice. <laughs> I, I know that we're definitely in football mode. I just... I'm definitely getting excited about a basketball, too. I just was watching a bunch of basketball this week, and... Currently during the uh, football playoffs. Yeah. Can I also point out to you guys, since you're excited about basketball, it's been 58 days into this lockout, and I, God damn it, I miss the Dodgers. Well, they wouldn't be playing right now anyway. I know, but I miss the Dodgers. Like, I really do miss them right now. I think, I think it's, I think they're going to miss games because I think they, they're nowhere near where they need to be for, on the economics of everything. It's just going to depend if the players want to stand fast. I, I don't think that they're, they can they're, they have they have too much to lose. I get where they're at in regards to um, what they're asking for, and I think that what they're asking for is arbitration years, basically. Yeah, like I think it's I think it's you know baseball needs to get past this whole bullshit of six years once you reach the majors or once you reach the majors before you're even able to have free agency. I think is bullshit. That's why. Look at Russell Wilson. Look at Kyler Murray. Both of these guys are their first round draft picks that chose not to play baseball because in football you get drafted in the first round or the third round even. Get a lot. You are a pro. You yeah. go to the pro team. In baseball, you go to the Jethawks. And then you go to wherever fucking double A is. And then you go to wherever fucking triple A is. They, there's so much opportunity to fail for you to get to that point of having player control as opposed to what every other sport does. So I think what the players are asking for, they have every right to do, but the owners are, they have, they're, they're the ones who are in the driver's seat. I don't even think that they're asking to drop arbitration. They're just asking to get to arbitration faster. Yeah, they just don't want, they don't want them. There's little loopholes that are in the years that they, that's what they want taken out. They don't want the manipulation of service time. The best example is what happened with Chris Bryant. Yes. So Chris Bryant goes into spring training after he was drafted like a couple years before, and he is by far the best player in baseball in spring training. And then right before they make their cuts, they send him down to AAA and wait till exactly the day that he needs to get come up before that year won't count against his service time, and then they bring him up. So it's just they got a free year out of a player, a superstar player, where the team gets to reap all the benefits of that, and Chris Bryant doesn't get to you know get that on his uh um doesn't get the chance to get his contract before then. Rick, just just tell us what you think of Manfred. 
Man uh, Fred is what he said. He he's a couple beers in, and that's number eight right there. So <laughs> uh, fuck Manfred. You know this. Fuck the Astros. Fuck Manfred. We haven't said it in a while because it's not in season, but uh, that's the truth. I don't know. I I really do hope that the players stick up for this because I I agree the the way they handle arbitration, the way they handle um, the young players coming up. I I it's a shit system, man. It really is a shit system. Yeah. Um, how can you say, like, I'm going to be a pro and then know you have six to eight more years before you might make a real roster, a pro roster? You well, know? Yeah. And then you have the fact of how shitty they actually like if they treated the minor league players even yeah. remotely close to professional. Dude, they make forty thousand dollars a year playing. No, no you know, the, not even not even so, close well, to that. They, I think like, they bumped it up. So, yeah, but that's only during they only make that for the they make that for the whole year. They don't make that just yeah, during the time right. that they're playing. And like they're housing, they're sharing. They they get like an apartment that they share with people. They don't even get to pick. They just get thrown into an apartment with four other people that mm-hmm. is paid for. Like it's it's yes. There's gonna be people that are out there that are like cleaning shitters and filling ditches, and they're like they're playing baseball and getting paid. I 100% agree with that. However, these are guys that have the talent to make the millions and millions of dollars that other people are making and they're not given that opportunity because they're down here playing in Adelanto for for a year because it helps the team keep Yeah, that, the club the yeah, club can keep them fresh for, and, for and one year longer. when they need them. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then when they get Tommy John, they're like, "Sorry, man, it just didn't really work out." Yeah. And it's like, "Well, yeah, like you could have used me up at the pro level and I could have got paid for that shit." So I think that's kind of where the the players are trying to get past because these rules have been in place for fucking decades. Decades. And they're just trying to get past that. But I don't think they're so far apart. I think whenever teams are far, when, when unions and organizations are far apart, the organizations always are making less concessions than they are. Because what does the organization have? Money. What do the union people need? To get paid. So... The, the organizations are always going to have that driver's seat. I'm not convinced they're going to miss time yet, but if they do miss time, it will be minimal because the players are wanting to get paid. I think it'll be spring training at worst. And bring back the Jetthawks. Yeah, that shit's not going to happen. At least bring back some kind of minor league team. This is bullshit, dude. Yeah. Are you using that fucking stadium for like quinceañeras and business meetings? Like, what just happened? They had a beer that fest was... there. I'm sure Preston closed them down. But no, they don't do ultra at that beer fest. (gasps) What? Yeah, no ultras. Did you have a picket sign out front, Preston? (laughs) I drink no fest, no ultra, no fest, no ultra. (laughs) This is a a craft beer festival. No fest, no ultra. Ultra is a craft. It's my craft. Yeah. (laughs) Good, good stuff. Nothing. Good stuff. No. Uh, He's he wants another beer. He, He opened that one and he's already thinking about. Where he's gonna get his next one from? <laughs> what do you got? Would we, do we have anything else we want to run over this week? I don't think so, man. I think, we I feeling think. good? Are you going to the game next Sunday? I don't know. What do you fucking mean you don't know? I'm worried about this game, and I don't want to be there if San Francisco wins. Okay, I'm telling you right now. When I did not go to the Rose Bowl a few years ago, when the when USC played Penn State, because of like I wasn't didn't want to go by myself and. I wasn't sure, and blah. It's a lot of money, and blah. I regretted that decision. I regret that decision every fucking day. Don't pass up an opportunity to go to a conference championship game. I just went to a wild card fucking game and had the time of my life. I've been saving money for the Super Bowl in hopes two hundred bucks is not going to make a difference. What do you? Well, you're right. I know, but it will. If a no, if a Super Bowl ticket was twenty two hundred or two thousand, you're going either way, right? I don't know. Because that's what the tickets are going to be. Not, I don't know. We're going to see. Value. Yeah. Face value tickets are like two grand. For, depending on the seats. That's what the season. Well, that's up in our other podcast host season seats section. Right. They're they're expected to be $2,000. So right. if you're going to spend two grand on a Super Bowl ticket, you're not going to be like, well, man, if it was two grand, I'd do it. But 2200 is a little bit too steep. You're going to go. You're just going to get it. So Maybe. don't make that. Don't make that decision off of that. I, I'm going to debate this. We'll debate this off the show. We're just dragging time here. Preston? Rick, I think Rick should go. 
That's my closing closing <laughs> thought. Closing. That's what Rick, he should watch next Sunday go. is the game live. I mean, from that's SoFi. that's basic. Obviously, you got football. Forty <laughs> at Rams, and then Bengals at Chiefs or Bills, depending on who wins this game. And it's right now like in the fourth gonna, quarter, it's Chiefs by yeah, two. This game's getting close. But and then I can't there, do this again. There's some more basketball. <laughs> Suns at Jazz on Wednesday. Nets at Warriors on Saturday. Nets at Suns on Tuesday. Nice. Look at how good for red, Look at how red Rick's face is right now. Like he he doesn't even <laughs> like these fucking teams, and he's already having another fucking attack. <laughs> no, this is this is coming down. It's this flashbacks. is from earlier. <laughs> this is just from earlier. Like I saw his face when down. he put the fucking helmet on for the water. You know what? I do, what it, it's this it's this background light. Like, look, if I turn it off. Not as red. Just that light. The way the no, lighting is for here. No, no, no. It was what, still red. But what's crazy is, like, look at, uh, even looking on our screens right now, like, look at, me and Preston are in, the, we are four feet from one another. And it looks like we're in two completely separate locations. I've been thinking about that the entire show. <laughs> I, we, like, I don't look, understand. Like, I'm trying to look at, I can't reach. Damn it. Here. Yeah. I'm right here. We're right Jesus. fucking here. All right. So, uh, what? Anything else, Preston? You got anything else to wrap no, this one up? Good. <laughs> Go to the game, right, Rick. people. Yeah. Go, Go Rams, horns up. That's all that matters. Whose house? Are we gonna start some uh, goodbye music? Damn it! Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Instagram at Take Warning Sports. Email us at twallthingsports at gmail.com. Download and subscribe our podcast on all your favorite podcast streaming sites, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Visit our Take Warning Network at takewarningpod.com. Go to the game, Rick! Go to the game! <laughs> <laughs>